Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Blogger Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and joining with me, as usual, is Anthony. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about just a whole variety of amazing free blogging tools that really can help your blog succeed in 2020. which, you know, we're familiar with so many free blogging tools that these tools are actually tools that me and Anthony use, you know, both on C Today and also on other blogs that we've written as well, too. So, you know, we're here to share these tools with you guys. So without further ado, let's start with the first item here on our list. So first item is Google Analytics. So Google Analytics is, you know, without a doubt, whether you're a website manager or you know, you work with SEO on your website, or maybe you do ads for your website. It's your go-to tool. Like this tool just helps you so much to really know a lot about who's visiting your website, what they're doing on your website, how much time they're spending on your website. It just gives you, you know, so much data on your users and really helps you, especially when it comes to blogging. It really helps to know, you know, what more of your users are reading and what really catches more of their attention too, because, you know, that really helps you in figuring out what should I write more of, because it really gives you all that data. And it also helps you in figuring out like how much traffic you're getting from say organic search or from social media to these blog posts as well too. So it helps you have a better understanding on what am I doing wrong? Maybe on my SEO site on these blog posts, if they're not getting that much traffic or should I maybe add more content on this blog post to help it out more? It just gives you so much data that, I mean, it's, it's just an overwhelming platform and it comes from Google. So, you know, you're getting a really great interface as well. Definitely. And on a side note, kind of going hand in hand with Google analytics would probably be Google search console. Cause you can actually pair those two together and see what keywords and what search queries are actually coming from the people that are searching for it, if that makes sense. And when you have them linked up together, like Luis said, you can actually see, um, you can correlate the click to a specific keyword or a specific search query, which is all awesome. The next tool that we'd like to talk about is Unsplash, which as they pretty much describe it, is beautiful free images and pictures that you can actually use for pretty much anything. Now, on the subject about blogging, the way imagery kind of comes into place is your blog's featured images for specific posts, um, different header images that you want to put on different pages. It's not everyone has a nice camera. Not everyone has an iPhone or a Google Pixel phone that has a amazing camera, or maybe you just don't live in an area that is photogenic. Who knows? But Unsplash is a really cool resource for you to use to find really beautiful images to use on your social media profiles. So for example, if you go to our Instagram, which is blogger podcast or on our Twitter, um, the images that we do use for either C to the A or blogger podcast come from Unsplash or Pixabay is another one too. Um, But yeah, you can use it for pretty much anything and everything. If you're running a contest and you need a nice photo to complement that specific contest, All you got to do is just go on unsplash.com. If you want a picture of a dog, you literally just type dog and you get a bunch of cute, 
but awesome images that you can use completely for free versus things like Shutterstock and all that other stuff too. Speaking of dog, I actually did use a picture of a dog on one of my posts too. So <laughs> that's, that's kind there of you funny. go. That's our go-to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so our next tool here is one that, you know, I always say this, I'm probably the biggest fan of this tool and I've already mentioned it before, but it's Uber suggest again, I just can't get tired of saying how amazing this tool is too. And you know how it can help your blog with finding ideas for content with figuring out how you're doing on search engine results, because you're also able to track up to 25 keywords for free. Like this tool just gives you so much metrics on, on what things are being searched for. And it also gives you the ability to be able to do a site audit on your blog too. So the site audit helps you figure out, what things you should be doing better to help better your SEO or, or search engine optimization for those of you who might not be familiar with what that is. So it's just a really amazing tool and you guys really should really check it out. It's on ubersuggest.com. Amazing tool. It's actually owned by one of our favorite SEO gurus, Neil Patel. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, as Luis mentioned, we talk about ubersuggest pretty much on the daily when we're working together Monday through Friday mm -hmm. and on every podcast episode, do not be surprised if that comes up. It's just an amazing tool and we could not recommend it enough, especially if you're new to SEO. It's probably one of the friendliest, um, you know, SEO tools to dive into just because of how easy it is and how many people out there explain exactly what it does. So before you jump into the paid tools, definitely check out Ubersuggest. On the next point that we have, or the next tool that we have to help your blog succeed this year is Google Docs, but more importantly, the entire Google ecosystem. Google Drive is a lifesaver for Luis and I, and not just at work, but also for the things that we do outside of it, whether it be blogger podcast, C to the A, or for my personal endeavors, um, Simple, or for Luis's um, Sacramento Republic podcast, they use the Google Suite to keep track of, you know, show notes. So for example, as we are recording this podcast, we have Google Keep open. Um, I have Google Drive open uploading the audio from the previous episode we recorded. And I also have my Google Docs open with future blog topics or just a doc open. So if I get an idea out of nowhere just through talking out loud. I can easily type it in there so then I can revisit it later on and say, hey, this would be a really cool podcast topic or hey, this would be a really cool, you know, blog post to write about. So I cannot thank Google enough for the ecosystem that they built through Docs, Sheets, Slides, Drive. Everything just works very, very well together. The collaboration that you have between your peers, it's really awesome. And it's not just for when you have someone else working with you, right? Because for most of Lisa's and mine, my endeavors have to do with collaboration. If you are running your own podcast, if you are running your own website, your own YouTube channel, it's still a very nice ecosystem to have in place because in Google Drive, you can organize your assets. You can have all of your documents in one specific folder. So just for you as an individual to stay organized and stay on top of things, you can definitely use this. I would not discredit it, even if you're using it by yourself. Um, same thing. I like to think that I'm organized with like Google Calendar and stuff, but honestly, my schedules are always all over the place. So I can't use Google Calendar as efficiently as I'd want to, 
But if you're a stickler on making sure that you're getting things done on time, or if you have deadlines, meetings, things like that, definitely use Google Calendar to keep track of that. The nice thing too is that when you have something in your Google Calendar, if you're using Gmail and things like that, you'll get notifications for it as well. So if you really want to stay on top of your organization skills in 2020 for your blog or podcast at this point, be sure to use the Google ecosystem. Yeah. And you know, one of my favorite features of the Google Drive suite is just the fact that you can jump from computer to computer and it's all saved on the cloud. So you're trying to work on a blog and you don't want to open either WordPress or really whatever other blog platform that you're using. It's a really great way because, you know, you can go from one computer to the next computer. It could be a public computer at the library, which I tend to write blog posts at a library, but it really helps you to be able to have your content and be able to continue writing your blog post, you know, everywhere you go. And you could even do it on your cell phone. I've done it on my phone sometimes too. So it's just really an amazing tool that just helps you have all your stuff anytime you need them, really. So our next tool here is a tool that I mentioned on the last podcast as well, too, but it's called answerthepublic.com. So the neat thing about this tool is that if you're trying to find ideas for blog posts, too, they just will give you so many different ideas, too. And they tend to pull most of their data from Google searches. But if, say, you're searching for something and you're trying to figure out, like, what are some of the questions that people are asking around that topic? It'll give you a big list of questions that people are asking. And it really gets really detailed, too, on the amount of questions that people are asking. Or say if you want to know, like, maybe prepositions that people are asking in addition to your keyword, it'll also show you that. As well as, you know, comparisons. If you want to do a blog post comparing one thing to the other, it'll also give you a variety of different search results and alphabetical order using your keyword as well too, as well as some related keywords um, on there too. And neat thing is that this tool really presents it to you in a really great visual, easy to see um, format. And you're also able to also save an image if you want to save it and reference it later. And I should also say, if you're actually more of a data kind of person and you don't really like visuals too much, well, there's also an option to save as an image only as a, that's just, you know, the data as just a list. So you got a couple of different options with this tool. And I really like it because for the free version, you get a lot that comes with it. Yeah, definitely. I still have not used Answer the Public as much as I should, but I need to hop on that. Same thing with Quora. I still have <laughs> not used it. But anyway, the next tool that is really going to up your blogging game is Grammarly. Um, I personally was never a fan of, of spell check way back when. And even on Google Docs, I get really angry <laughs> when like the little squiggly line comes up under it. It's like, I'm spelling it the right way. Like, what are you doing? But Grammarly is a really cool tool. Um, it's used by over 10 million people as of right now. Um, they use it to fix their social media posts, emails, articles. It's awesome. It's a lightweight Chrome extension that I use. I'm not too sure if you can use it on your phone. Um, Luis, do you know if you can use it on your phone? I believe you can. I haven't used them myself, but I believe there is an app. I might be wrong, but I think I've seen an app for it as well. Okay, cool. Anyway, don't quote us on that. <laughs> but if you are running a blog, a blog or a website, I do recommend using a computer. There's just something different about writing a blog post on a laptop or a desktop versus your phone. 
But anyway, Grammarly, it, it stands out to me because it uses contextual, you know, um, spelling to like help you out. So for example, if you're saying something wrong, it doesn't just tell you, oh, this is wrong. It gives you the suggestion like, oh, based on what you're saying around this word, this doesn't make sense. Or if you're repeating a word specific, if you're repeating a word a lot throughout whatever it is that you're typing, it lets you know, which is pretty cool. And I was using this at work the other day. I think it has like a, what is it? It like lets you know if your tone is like good or bad, or if you're like very to the point, like it lets you know if you're being lighthearted, (laughs) which that actually helps out when you're For example, like we work in marketing, if you're sending out a sales pitch, you don't want to seem humorous. And it kind of tells you based off of what you've written, which is really cool. Um, They really hit the nail on the head with the the gamification aspect of it, too, because I think it's like every week or something. They send you like a recap of like how many words you've misspelled or, hey, like you used unique words. And I would send it to Luis all the time. Like, hey, look, I used X amount of words that are unique. What about you? And then he's like, oh, you get reports? What? <laughs> so I don't know if you get reports now, Luis. Um, I think it was just me, like in the office, or do you get them also? Yeah, actually, I started getting reports too, and it, it, it just keeps telling me that I, I tend to spell things better than, I think last time I read it, I think it was then like 95% of users, which I thought was really hard to believe. So I think they might just be trying to make me feel good about it, but I'm not sure what they're looking at. <laughs> Yeah, me either. But that's kind of cool that they gamify it that way. I think that's very, um, you know, gamification is always such an important thing nowadays, especially to get people to visit an application or continue using a piece of software. Yeah, it's it's a really great tool. And I know like we like to use it a lot for social media when we do social media, both at work and for our own personal accounts here too. Because, you know, you never know, you know, you might misspell something and then you don't realize it. And if it's on Facebook, you know, you might be able to, you know, you could still edit it. But say if it's on Twitter, then kind of stuck too, especially after the tweet's been out for a while. So it really helps you with that. And as Anthony was saying, you know, it's really great for the contextual um, thing as well, too, because other tools, as we saw in the past, like they would just correct your spelling mistakes. But this tool like takes it to the next level, which is amazing, too can't believe it's free but i can't believe all these other tools are free too so our next tool we have here is canva this tool was actually the reason why the seat today logo was born as well as you know other logos that me and anthony have done for other websites as well so this is this just a really amazing tool i mean i can't start describing how much like more confident i felt about my graphic design skills after using this tool which I know it's nothing Photoshop, but you can really design some amazing things on this tool. So whether you're trying to design a logo, you're trying to design maybe something for social media, and they also do custom dimensions to your social media platform. And I believe they have most of the top social media platforms on there. Or, you know, if you're trying to do a banner, a flyer, or heck, if you're trying to design any custom dimension graphic, or you can actually enter your own custom dimensions as well. And it'll give you that blank Canva per se. <laughs> so it's just a really amazing tool because they, they give you a bunch of different free fonts already included, a bunch of free graphics. You can import your pictures. You can add borders around your pictures. There's just so much that this tool has to offer that if you're not using it yet. 
definitely start using it. And they do offer a pro version plan, and the pro version is just packed with even more things. But we personally haven't actually used the pro version. So it's just amazing how much you could do with the free version of them that I just, I hope that they always leave it that way because it's just, I feel like they could legitly probably charge $5 a month and it's, it would definitely be worth it too. So, which I hope they don't, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Hopefully no one from the Canva team listens to this. If you do, (laughs) what's up? But anyway, yeah, I mean, Canva is awesome. I use it for a lot of things. Um, like Luis mentioned, we use it for this podcast, C to the A, um, Luis's podcast, my other podcast, and just any other client that we that we work with too. Like it, it's a important part, or it's an important tool to our workflow when it comes to social media management and just content ideation. Um, same thing, like how we kind of talked about Unsplash and and how that's a really good place to find photos for the featured image to your blog posts a lot of our featured images actually are created through canva because like Luis mentioned it has those dimension templates which are super important and sometimes they change if you did not know that for example facebook uh, for their cover photos or their timeline photos whatever they call them those have changed over the years and canva is always on top of it and they update that so when you're going to create a new cover photo for your page Canva updates that for you so that you make sure that you're making it in the right size, which is very, very useful. The next tool I'd like to talk about is Elementor. And Elementor is a WordPress WordPress plugin. So if your website is built on WordPress, which most are, I would guess, um, unless you're using like Squarespace or something, but um, sorry if you use that, but Elementor is a WordPress plugin. If it can integrate with something else, Um, I did not know that and that's dope, but I'm going to assume it only works with WordPress, but anyway, it is a page building plugin that is really, really awesome. And to this day, I can't believe that it's free or the amount of things that you can do in the free version. You can create different blocks. It's like a block editor, which the new version of WordPress kind of does that. I mean, you're, you're accustomed to the block editor, but with here you have easier to access columns. You can format the page however you'd like. So if you can think it, you can create it, which is kind of corny, but (laughs) there's just a billion of features in this thing. And I could literally dedicate an entire podcast episode to it, but um, you can integrate your, your form. So if you create a form through, um, I mean like contact form, if you create a form through like MailChimp or we use email octopus or I use email octopus for some other stuff, you can integrate it directly with the native form builder that is implemented into Elementor, which is awesome. And when you're actually editing your website, you can edit it in a specific view. So the views that they give you are desktop, tablet, and mobile. You can create a custom template for your websites for each specific device. So if you don't like how your theme looks on mobile, but you love how it looks on desktop, you can just adjust the mobile one, which is super cool. You can add some pretty cool animations. So if you've been to c2theA.com, you'll notice that all the animations that come in are kind of creative. Um, You know, those are all done on Elementor. And you can pretty much just get whatever you'd want on a website without having to get a theme, you know, which is always a little bit more personal as opposed to just downloading a template. When you actually dive in and adjust it to your liking, create the blocks that you want or have the font 
that is specific to your brand, you're just personalizing your blog even more. And people will take note of that. I mean, we've gotten a lot of compliments for the design of C to the A, and not to say that we're web developers or anything or that we're better than web developers, but people compliment that. You know, the average Joe does not know if a website was coded or if you used a page builder for it, you know? And as long as it looks good, it looks good. Who cares? Yeah, that's pretty much how it is too. And, you know, we're we're living in a good time where we got these tools that really allow us to edit websites easily for us. And it, it's a really amazing tool. And actually, when Anthony told me about it and I started using it, I just talk about it to everyone who asked, like, what tool can we use out there to create our website? Well, use Elementor because it's just so amazing that it's, it's free, like Anthony was saying, or that there's a portion of it that's free. So our next tool is probably one of the best SEO tools for WordPress sites only. But I do believe, I think that they are able to integrate with other platforms. You'd have to check with their website because I think I was reading something on that they actually allow you to, to use it for other sites, but there's other things that you have to do to get it to integrate with your website, which as long as that takes, Highly recommend that you take that time to integrate it with yours, but it's called Yoast SEO. This tool is really great for your SEO. Like I'm telling you, like if you're creating a new WordPress site or if you already have a WordPress site and you've never worked with your SEO, definitely get this installed ASAP on your page because this tool, what it does is that it actually gives you the ability to change your meta title and meta description and also part of your permalink, which, you know, you could do in other different ways and on WordPress and actually wrote a blog dedicated to this, but you're also able to edit it on, on there all at once. And you're able to edit that on a per blog post or on a per page basis. But the really neat thing is that it also shows you how it'll look like on Google too. And what better way than to be able to see how those titles and those descriptions that you see on Google searches are going to show up them by seeing it right on your blog screen too. So this tool gives you that and it also gives you the ability to generate a sitemap as well too, which is super important, especially when you're setting up your Google search console to be able to send this sitemap to Google and to be able to have Google crawl your website and get those new blog posts in a really easy, convenient way too, of course. Um, I mean, of course, there's always a way to do it manually, so submit any new blog post that you do to Google, but having a sitemap out there just helps Google really be able to crawl your website more efficiently and also be able to make sure that they catch any new update that you do on your website, especially so, so you don't have to actually be submitting it to Google every single time. So this plugin is just, again, it's one of those things that I always say, if you're making a new website, install it as soon as you can. If you're not, get it installed and start using it because it's going to make you actually editing your SEO items like the meta title, the description, the permalink or slug that much more easier too. So I use it everywhere. I use a WordPress site and trust me, it's made my life that much easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, and <laughs> the site sitemap is kind of funny. I still <laughs> cannot submit my sitemap for my other website. But that's a whole nother conversation. It should work <laughs> for your guys's. I'm still upset and don't understand why it doesn't work, but whatever. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. me neither. <laughs> All right. So the last 
free tool for your blog to succeed is Facebook Creator Studio. And for those who are not aware of what Creator Studio is, it is a tool that Facebook released back in 2018, I want to say, um, towards the end of it. But basically, it allows you to track and manage content performance, but it's also a scheduler, which most people use like Buffer, Hootsuite, or we at work use Contentino. Um, there's a ton of different applications. There's a ton of different ways that you can schedule posts, but that's not the purpose of Creator Studio. You can if you want to. I'm more of a visual person, um, so I use Contentino, which is pretty cool. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend you do. But it's great because you can manage not just your Facebook on here, like hence the name Facebook Creator Studio, but you can actually post to your Instagram natively from your computer using Creator Studio. You can use Creator Studio to not just manage your Facebook page, but also your Instagram page. You just gotta click on the Instagram tab, sign in, and you're golden. You can create posts directly through Creator Studio, which is super convenient. Um, more oddly than not, whenever I'm working on a client's profile for social, or if I'm working on my personal projects, usually I'm at my desk with my laptop or my computer, so as opposed to posting content from my phone, I just use my computer to uh, post directly to my Instagram feed or IGTV, which is awesome that you can upload long videos directly to IGTV from Creator Studio. I really enjoy their insights because you can have as many, so for one, you can have as many different Instagram or Facebook accounts as you'd like. Um, but you can actually look at different insights for each respective platform, such as your audience, your activity, the age and gender of your followers, where your followers are actually from, et cetera, et cetera. You can look at a bunch of different things, which is dope. Um, so again, if you're looking to be more understanding of where your audience lives on for your blog on your social platforms, you can not only leverage the insights that Creator Studio gives you, but you could actually monetize your blog once you get to that level. So Facebook did um, implement monetization onto select pages. And there's a tab that you can click on to see if your page is eligible to be monetized. And um, there's a couple of requirements. One is your page has to have 1,000 followers. In the last 60 days, you need to have at least 15,000 post engagements in the last 60 days, you need to have over 180,000 minutes viewed between all of your videos. And if you meet all of those, you're good. You can monetize your page. The only page I have eligible right now is an artist, which I don't know why they would monetize their page. I don't see how that would play, pay out. I guess there's like ads before your video, but who knows, you know, um, if your blog or website does get to that point, eventually you could hundred percent do that. But yeah, Creator Studio. Be sure to check it out if you're not using it. Um, but yeah. So Creator Studio is it, it just I know you use it more for for um, more the more for the insights themselves too. I like to use it more for the scheduling part of it too because um, like we at work we use Contentino like Anthony was saying and that is actually a tool that you have to pay for and it's a really amazing tool actually for for us too but what I like the most, you know, of course, for Facebook Creator Studio is that we're able to schedule posts for free. And, you know, we, we tend to schedule posts only if it's like a holiday post. Usually the other ones that 
we'll post like the questions we'll ask for bloggers or really any other one that's not a holiday post. We actually do post that manually on our own and we'll, you know, do it the old fashioned way per se on our phones. But other than that, for any like holiday specific one that I know that me and Anthony are probably going to be busy or we might be celebrating with the family. Like I could think of like the happy holidays post we did or like the new year's one, like, you know, we're busy out with the family, but of course we still want that post to go out to you guys. So we'll actually schedule it on creator studio. So it publishes on that particular date too, at, you know, particular time too. So it's, it's a really great tool. And I mean, keep a close eye on it because I think that they might be updating it even more. And, you know, who knows, it might get to the point where they might start charging for it or it might actually knock down a lot of these places that actually do charge for their service. So it's going to be kind of sad for them, but it's coming from Facebook. So (laughs) they might shut off the API or something for scheduling because the, at the end of the day, Facebook's goal is for you to use their platform. You know, they want to make more money. So if you're paying Hootsuite $200 or whatever the heck it is, I mean, why can't Facebook get a piece of that pie? You know, that is their goal at the end of the day to make sure that you stay on their platform, but that you give them your money, if that makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of the Modern Blogger Podcast. Uh, This is episode four, so it's been fun. And we're happy to have been able to share some free blogging tools for your blog to succeed this year. Um, We'd love to see what your guys' thoughts on these tools were. Go ahead, tweet us at Blogger Podcast. Send us a message on Facebook, also at facebook.com slash Blogger Podcast. And we even have an Instagram at Blogger Podcast. And anything else to add, please? Um, Pretty much, you know, like, please, you know, feel free to also, if you guys have any questions on blogging on seo on really anything marketing please let us know we'll answer them on the podcast if you want it not answered on the podcast we're okay with that too we can answer it personally as well so please you know just let us know anything you guys have on that and also if you guys have any comments suggestions on our podcast if there's any maybe particular topic that you guys would like for us to cover in a future episode please let us know because there's a chance that we might actually cover that episode because, you know, you gave us that suggestion because when it comes down to it, we want to make sure that we answer all of the different questions that you guys have around blogging. So please let us know. Yeah, definitely. And we shall not see you guys, but you'll listen to us next time. Right, see you, everyone. <laughs>